My next guest is a trauma-informed business coach who helps women build resilient souls and money-making online businesses. Please welcome Katherine Townsend. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with a very special guest. Hi, Katie. Hello. (laughs) Hi, everyone. How are you? I'm so excited. I know. I'm so pumped, too. I was like, ooh, I don't know what to expect. This is so exciting. (laughs) And I just love you, so I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy too. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to dive in into who you are because you are amazing. So please share with us. (laughs) Well, okay, you got it. So hello, everyone. My name is Katherine Townsend. I am a mindset and business coach. Um, And basically what I do is I help women build their businesses from the ground up. I teach them how to show up online, how to be brave and take action so they can scale and sell the hell out in their program so that they can have these successful coaching businesses that make money and impact with the women that they want to help. And it has just been such an amazing journey building this out and working with so many women who are building coaching businesses because it is so just like fulfilling your purpose, but also watching other people achieve their goals is just such a vibe. Oh my gosh, tell me about it. (laughs) It's the best feeling. (laughs) Yes, it is for sure. So I know that your background is like, wow. Like I want you to share with us like where you come from and like really your story and how you got started. I would love to. So my background is in mental health. So I have degrees in social work and psychology. So Mm -hmm. I basically like... A little over 11 years ago, I went through a dark night of the soul, basically, Mm -hmm. more so like a dark, like, decade of the soul. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I I am a survivor of complex trauma, and I also have um, generalized anxiety disorder. So that's something that I struggle with from a very young age. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I found different ways to cope in my life that worked at the time and they were very resourceful and creative for, you know, being a young individual who didn't have, you know, like the healthy, um, guidance and mentorship in their life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I sought out relief from the emotional pain that I was experiencing through drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. And I found those very early on. And a lot of people hear that and they're like, Oh my God, you, you started using drugs so young. And Honestly, like it's it's terrifying to think that that's possible for our youth to start using mm-hmm. at such a young yeah. age. But 
the drugs and the alcohol probably kept me from seriously hurting myself in other ways Mm -hmm. because I was in such emotional pain and had no idea how to deal with it that they were a a coping skill that, you know, for the long term it hurt, but in the early days, it really helped me to survive. And I really just Mm. was in that survival state. And then you fast forward to the age of 24, you know, it got really bad to the point where now this was, you know, killing me basically and causing Mm. significant consequences in my life. And I went through this huge spiritual awakening. Um, I got pregnant and I got sober and I have been sober now for over 11 years. And I share that story with you all because after that, after that significant spiritual awakening, after Mm -hmm. I got sober, after I started to recover from the substance abuse, the next journey was into healing trauma, Mm -hmm. learning how to manage my mental health, um, and really building a life where I was thriving and no longer surviving. And I was able to do that through the help of treatment centers and mental health professionals. And that led me on my path to deciding that this is what I want to do with my life. I want to help other people, mm-hmm. you know, live to their highest potential and achieve the highest quality of life um, to their standards, right? Like, mm-hmm. what do they really want? I want to help people live up to that standard that they want for themselves. It's going to make them, you know, happy, healthy, free, Mm -hmm. you know, all those things that we all truly desire. And so I worked in the mental health field as a therapist for over six years. And I've done every other job that you can possibly do while I was building, uh, while I was getting my degree and building my career. And, um, you know, it was, it was such a powerful experience. I worked with like thousands of people who were in, who were experiencing the same thing I went through, which is substance abuse. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I did group counseling, one-on-one, um, therapy. I also did curriculum design for some of the programs and it was just, it was amazing, but there came a point where I wanted more and it was I wanted to be able to make a bigger impact. And I also wanted to help in a different way. And that was really scary. (laughs) That was super scary. I don't know if you experienced the same thing, Mm -hmm. Anna, but like when I realized, holy poop, I just went to school for, you know, like eight years, did everything I could, you know, I'm, I'm a high achiever. So if I go in, I'm going to have the 4.0, I'm going to graduate early. Like I'm going to get the promote, like that's just who I am. Um, and so after working so hard to achieve all those things in my career, I was just like, wait, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) And that was scary. That was really, really scary. I don't know if you went through the same thing, but it's hard to think about, oh, hey, I just invested all this time and now I'm going to like go away and start my own business. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I definitely have experienced this. And I can imagine lots of people listening right now have too. So like, what would you say to them if they're like in the middle of this pivot, and they're considering like completely changing gears? Like, what would you say to them? I love that question. Um, So I think the first thing that I would say to them is like, you need to listen to your heart. Like, listen to your heart. You feel inspired for something new because that's what's meant for you. Like, the inspiration didn't come to you on accident. That's something that I say a lot to my clients. And now the next step is just really feeling into the fear of it. I think a lot of people get um, the wrong idea around what it actually takes to, like, make a change in your life. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of talk around, like, you know – you just be bold, just be brave. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's something that I, I truly uh, empower my clients to do is be brave, but we can't be brave until we feel into the fear because if mm. not, what we'll do is we'll try to bypass the fear. So I love to kind of like what I did for myself and what I've done with a lot of my, the women who have come into my world and who are leaving nine to fives to start their coaching business is have them look at like, what's the worst case scenario, right? Because mm. a lot of the times we have distorted thoughts around like, what is the actual worst case scenario? And we catastrophize it. And it's like, oh my God, I'm going to be homeless on the street. And I'm never <laughs> going to be okay again if it doesn't work. And it's like, yeah. well, is that really true? Right. And if that did happen, would you be able to change it or could you prevent it from happening at some point on the timeline? Or are you just jumping to the worst case scenario and causing yourself a bunch of stress that's unnecessary? Mm -hmm. And usually when we start to examine those thoughts, we can see that they are a bit distorted, that there's a lot of catastrophizing going on. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, let's tap into your true power and your resiliency and your capabilities. Like, have you been able to always figure things out? Have you been able to find a job in the past when things weren't right? If you really wanted something and you went after it, were you successful in it, right? And normally what we'll come to see is that we are far more capable and resilient and resourceful than we actually give ourselves credit mm. for. And then the fear doesn't feel so big. Oh my gosh, this is so true. <laughs> and when you put it that way, it's like, wow, like, yes, like so, so good. <laughs> So I love, you know, who you are as a person. I love like your content, what you put out there, your vibe, like everything. And I'm really curious to know, like, how do you like keep showing up every single day? Like, I can assume that sometimes you don't feel like it or you're in that another mood or like, how do you not let those emotions affect the way you show up? Ooh, what a good question. Okay. So just really quick to put it in context for people, you know, I left that nine to five and I started my business in mm -hmm. at the end of 2019. Mm -hmm. So I'm going into like officially full time about 18 months now because there was an interim there where I wasn't really doing the things. I was kind of just like mm -hmm. figuring it out. Yeah. Um, but over the past two years, it was really fun because I went and looked at my um, Instagram archive <laughs> on the new year. And I was like, I kind of knew it already, but it was really cool to just see like I showed up every single day. Yeah. I showed up every single day, multiple times a day. Yeah. I probably posted, you know, 350 days out of the 365 I was in my stories every single day. Mm. Like I showed up for my clients. There were plenty of times where I had to protect my mental health, reschedule appointments or do this or do that. But like I showed up for the vision every single day. Mm. I showed up for myself every single day. And I, and I did what it took to remain consistent and sustain my mental health during the process. So mm. my, the way that I do that is I take care of me, right? I take care of me. Like the first thing that I do when I wake up in the morning is I do my, um, my rise and vibe morning routine as well as like my spiritual alignment tasks. Right. Mm. Um, so I get, I immediately plug in. This was something I used to hear. Um, I can't attribute this to myself. It was actually from the time when, um, I was just getting sober and I was going to like support meetings and stuff. And there's a big, um, there's a huge importance placed on spirituality in recovery programs, which mm -hmm. is, Duh, like, of course, right? Like, we know <laughs> how important that is, as well as for our mental health, for wow. our, you know, for our higher purpose and for motivation and faith and trust and, and resilience and all those things. But like, the first thing I do is I plug in and a lady used to describe it in the meeting as like, 
I immediately get on for her. It was, I immediately get on my knees and pray in the morning. And I imagine it's just the same way as if I were to want to use my hair dryer. Mm. Like I would have to plug it in in order to get it to work. If I wanted to have the benefit of the, the result from the hair dryer of having beautiful, luxurious hair, I would need to plug it into its source. And so it's the same thing for my life. If I want to have a beautifully abundant and healthy life and, you know, have all these things that I desire, I have to plug in. Mm -hmm. And so that really stuck with me. So that's one of the first things I do in the morning. I usually spend about an hour and a half really just connecting, meditating, doing my rise and vibe morning routine, some receiving rituals, journaling, and just doing all the things that I know are going to allow me right? This is where mm-hmm. self-awareness comes in as an entrepreneur, like meet my emotional needs. Mm-hmm. As a woman with a history of complex trauma and anxiety, you know, running a business can bring a lot of that stuff up. And yeah. I, I work through this with my clients and I've, I've, I've learned so much about it over the past two years, but I've realized like I have to make sure that I'm on the offense of those things mm-hmm. instead of like reacting to them, mm-hmm. right? So I'll do the work in the morning and then it's really just about honing in on the outcome, right? Like, what do I want? They say like the best, and it's not about motivation. It's about discipline. (laughs) Like, what do I want? How bad do I want it? You know, what impact do I want to make? And really just staying connected to that and knowing Mm -hmm. that some days I'm not going to feel like doing it. Like, and that's okay. But in those moments, it's about discipline, it's about mm. discipline, devotion, devotion and detachment, like discipline to the to the outcome, to like the, the activities that get me to the outcome. Then this devotion to myself and the people that I serve of like, if I don't show up, they don't get help. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this last part is like detachment, because some days it's going to feel like it's not freaking working. Mm-hmm. Even when it is <laughs> and like Sundays is going to feel a lot like, well, I just did the thing. Like, why don't I have 10 clients already? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, you did the thing, but why are you, why do you have an expectation attached to it? Because expectation oh. leads to resentment and we have expectations on what our post is supposed to do around what our story is supposed to do or around what our live is supposed to do or whatever, mm-hmm. or even our clients then we come to this place where we feel resentful when it doesn't work out how we expected it to. And Mm. resentment leads to, resentment is really just refeeling a feeling. So let's say that you go on a live and you sell your service and no one buys that time, Mm -hmm. right? And then you feel really sad (laughs) or maybe you feel triggered or maybe you feel like let down. And so now you've gone into that and what you've created is this resentment so that every time you even think about going live or something triggers that memory, now you're in a place where you're refeeling that feeling of sadness or frustration or overwhelm or whatever. Mm -hmm. And now you're just creating this like this emotional wound that's growing like a cancer inside of you. And it's going to stop you from showing up at the fullest level. It's going to stop you from feeling that feeling that desire and that connection to your goal, right? So the Mm -hmm. detachment is the biggest piece because when we detach and we release expectations, we no longer are creating A, resistance, B, resentment, and Mm. C, this feeling of urgency, right? Because we're not in this for a one-time, well, one month of 10K. Like we're in this for the (laughs) long-term sustainability of building a business that blows our own damn mind and everybody else's mind. Well, you just blew mine right now. (laughs) 
like this is too good like this is like on point <laughs> oh my gosh I know it's gonna help so many people for sure oh I hope so I hope so yeah so I want to talk about your post from I think it was today or yesterday where you talked about you know like receiving starts with the belief that you're worthy of more mm. so how do you start to begin to feel worthy when you don't feel like it So I, I really love this. And like one of the first things I do inside of my programs is people go through like a, uh, I am worthy meditation that I created. It was actually when I did at a retreat that I just uploaded into my programs. Um, I got really excited. Excuse me. I hit my desk. (laughs) Um, because I love talking about this. Like worthiness is such a huge component to success and receiving. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. many of us have worthiness wounds from our past. Um, maybe it's because someone didn't love us the way that we deserve to be loved, or maybe somebody told us that we weren't worthy, or maybe we just decided that in our head at some point along the line, right? Because we didn't look like her, we didn't get the grade or whatever, right? Or maybe society did us, did it to us. Society probably did a large part of it, but (laughs) we all have conditioning like this, especially as women. So it's really, but it's our responsibility, right? Like it's our responsibility to come back home and remember how divinely worthy we are. And Mm -hmm. so one of the things that I, I love to do is kind of just like, place your hand on your heart. Mm-hmm. And when you place your hand on your heart and you feel your heartbeat, that's the rhythm of your worthiness. You were born worthy. And there's nothing that you can there's nothing that can be done to you or that you can do that can take away from that or even add to it because you are just so divinely worthy in every single way of everything that you desire and you were born to receive everything that you need and desire. So one of the best ways that you might, that someone can connect to this is to look, look through the eyes of someone else. If you have a child or a, or a parent or somebody you just love so much or like a best friend and look at them and think about, are they worthy of receiving what they want? Hmm. And I know if my little girl looked at me and she was like, she wanted something so badly, right? Mm -hmm. I would know that she was worthy of it. There might be things I ask her to do, right? So, so that she could appreciate it when it comes, which I think the universe does to us as well. But like, I know that she's worthy of it. And so now it's about taking that and using it as a mirror and reflecting it back on ourselves of like, you are divinely worthy. When you were a baby, you were born worthy and nothing has changed from that point on. There's been experiences and people in your life that may have made you believe differently, but we have to disprove those. We have to be the manager of our mind and go in and say like, those, those things aren't, those things don't hold weight any longer. I don't choose to allow them to dictate my worthiness because I know that I am whole, that I am deserving, that I am worthy of love, belonging, acceptance, and abundance right? And so affirmations don't do anything unless we can really tap into the root of it and start to build that belief. So maybe if you can't get all the way to like, I'm worthy of receiving 10 clients today, right? Because maybe Mm -hmm. that just feels like really foreign, right? Like you could start with like, I am worthy of having clients in my business. I am worthy of making the money I deserve that I desire to make. 
Yeah. Right. And, and then you can even list out all the reasons why you're worthy and start to just do that work daily because rewiring your mind to believe something, to feel something inside of your body to it, it's a practice and it takes time. But if you are devoted to it and disciplined in that, you will get to the place where you feel so damn freaking worthy that no one can stop you. And you're just like receiving with so much grace and appreciation for everything. And like, there's really no block there in your ability to receive. Wow, this is so good. And it's such a perfect segue into my next question, because I ask this to everyone who comes on the podcast. What does being a powerful leader mean to you? I, I guess being worthy is one <laughs> of it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, being a powerful leader means to me embracing your vulnerability, mm -hmm. having integrity with your word, and going first. Yes. That's, and I, I don't even, I don't even need to go on either three of those things. I think that all of us know what that means in our own personal way, mm -hmm. what all three of those things mean. I love it. So short, so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So do you have a, you know, any last piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with our audience today? Mm. Okay. So that so much comes to mind when you say that, but the, the, the word that came into my mind was trust. So I think that the, the, the wisdom that I have for people is whether you're ready to leave your nine to five, whether you're ready to take that next step in your business, whether you're ready to offer that new program or hire that coach or make that move or say that thing, like trust that the the desire or the inspiration is there on purpose. Mm -hmm. Trust yourself that you can move through it no matter the outcome and trust in source that you are so supported mm -hmm. and protected in everything that you do. And it is trust that it's always going to work out in your highest favor. Wow. So beautiful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so where can people go to connect with you further in the online space? Um, okay. So you can find me on Instagram at empowered coaching. So that's I N powered coaching on Instagram. Um, that is normally where you will find me hanging out the most, but you can also come join my Facebook community of the rich and resilient coaches collective on Facebook and on Facebook, you can find me at Catherine Townsend and yeah, that's really all three of the places that I hang out the most, but your best bet is to come, come hang with me on Instagram and start watching stories and seeing the posts and come communicate with the little, the community that we have there. And I would love to say what's up once you come and check me out. Yes, go do that right now. Katie's amazing. <laughs> you won't regret any single second you spend with her. Oh, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so grateful for you. Yes, thank you too. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.